1: Hello and welcome to another episode of MLS UK Show Stoppage Time. I'm Henry Hewitt and as always I'm joined by Elliot Holman. So it's another busy week in MLS. We are recording this before the midweek MLS matches so we don't know what's happening. those, But we can talk about the biggest news stories of the last seven or so days. Uh, So let's get cracking then and let's start with Colorado Rapids on the last episode of Stoppage Time. We spoke about how they fired uh, Robin Fraser from his role as head coach, but the fans have come out, released their own statement, basically saying that the club is a mess. Um, to paraphrase, the stadium is a dump and uh, the training ground isn't much better. And uh, I, I believe they also said uh, in in this statement that this is the worst season on record uh, that they can remember as Colorado Rapids fans. Uh, quite the damning statement, Elliot. I mean, Going off what we've seen on the pitch, and kind of what, because obviously in the UK we only get to see certain parts of what goes on at each individual MLS club, you can't really argue with what they've had to say, can you? No, and I think this is something that we've touched on a few times in in the
0: past, it's not just about being a fashionable club, it's it's way more than that, but you're right, the stadium... you know, even the badge, you know, we've seen we've seen loads of new stadiums in MLS because the league's growing. We've seen loads of badge changes in MLS because the league's growing. I feel like we'll get to a point where those badges will start to to stick for a long time. Um, you know, when you look back in a hundred years, you know, hopefully they won't have changed every four years like they currently seem to. Um, but there is a massive um there needs to be a massive drive around teams like Colorado to to stay relevant. It sound it sounds harsh, but I think I think that's the reality. You've you, you've got to stay relevant. They they have the backing. They have a better backing in terms of the Cronkies than a lot of clubs. But obviously, they're not investing what needs to be invested. I think you're right about the stadium. Um, certainly on on the pitch as well. Even though they got a win uh, the weekend, I think I think the fans are really you know they should feel vindicated in 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 what they're saying. It's been an awful season. They've won the same amount of games away as they won at home like and and that, by the way that's like 15% or something awful so it's it's been really really poor and i think certainly the worst that,
1: that they'll remember so far and it's got to change yeah well the irony is is that we did get a win at the weekend against a club that we're going to talk about a little later on in the show a club that's also having their own problems in new england revolution um but yeah you can understand the fans frustrations Uh, You know, with the Cronkies, as you said, they they have one of the wealthier owner groups in MLS. Yet you look at Colorado at the moment and big rock bottom, joint bottom with Toronto. They ain't getting in the playoffs. We discussed that last time. And you can't see a a turning point for them. Um, One note that the fans said in the statement, which I thought was really interesting. And, you know, there's two ways of looking at this, but you can understand the point, is that they pointed out that in the latest Forbes list of how much uh, MLS clubs are worth... The value of them, Colorado Rapids stands at 350 million dollars. A new franchise now has to pay 500 million to get into the league. So technically, they are worth less than a brand new franchise that has never played a game before. Now you could argue that newer stuff is tends to be uh, more expensive than older stuff, but you can also get the point. You know, if they if they feel the the stadium is crumbling. Uh, we need updating. Uh, the training ground needs updating for the players. Certain other parts of the pitch needs updating just to bring stuff in line with other MLS clubs. Then you can definitely understand. So, uh, Josh Kroenke has released a statement. Yeah, just saying that we are going to address these uh these points. They're going to improve the stadium, the training ground, and all of that. But the the thing is, is that that's nice, and obviously, if it happens, then brilliant. But it shouldn't take the fans releasing statements and being upset for them to do this. It's got to a point of disrepair. This should have been addressed years ago, surely. Yeah, and it can take
0: years to take effect as well. that That's my worry with it. So when they do get involved, you know, look at Cincinnati, how long it took them to turn it around. It can take a very, very long while. Um, And and just, you know, in terms of on the pitch, you mentioned their bottom of the, the, the standings. They're also bottom of the goals table, rock bottom of the goals table, and they're uh, nearly—they've uh, nearly accumulated the most
1: cards as well. So it—it's it, all just all just such bad news. It, it is, yeah. So there is only one way for Colorado to go, and you know, as we said on the last episode, they seem to have one really good season, then they'll have a few in sort of obscurity. So hopefully that these changes being made off the pitch, that a new head coach will come in. Hopefully that can uh, bring a better season for them next season. You'd like to think so anyway. Uh, Right, let's move on to our second uh, topic of conversation. And it is about New England Revolution, who lost against Colorado at the weekend. Now, since we last recorded, Bruce Arena has left his role as uh, head coach with them third in the table, uh, citing... um, Well, let me quote this correctly... Uh, allegations of insensitive and inappropriate remarks. That's all we seem to know at the moment. Obviously, we don't want to speculate on anything further than that. Um, But Elliot, where does this stand for New England Revolution? Because they've had a disappointing result last weekend. They've not won in three games. I know that they've got an interim head coach coming, but could this really dampen their season? Because it was on course to be a really good season for them.
0: Yeah, this is the thing. I think um, if you remember when... When he first took over, when Brad Friedel got fired and he came in and he he turned them around. And and since then, they've been a really strong side um, and they've been one of the teams to beat. Uh, even when they're maybe a little bit lower down in the table, I think they're still tough to go and beat, especially at home. So um, undefeated still at home this season. Um, but immediately you can see it's having an effect. You know that loss to Colorado. We've literally just been talking about how Colorado have been really, really poor this season, um, and a, a huge percentage of Colorado's points and wins this season at home have just come from that game at the weekend. So um, really difficult. I, I think I think it's up to the club, it's up to the front office to to make sure that the the coaching staff. Uh, and the players remain together, uh, work together, because you don't want to start dropping now. And it's also pointless qualifying for the playoffs if you're not going to have the the belief and um, the work ethic and, uh, you know, systems in place to go and achieve something.
1: Yeah, well, they've got Clint's uh, PA who is coming as interim. He's got a lot of coaching experience. Of course, he was with revs two uh more recently tab Ramos has come in as assistant or is about to come in so they have got experience there but i mean anyone coming in after bruce arena uh he's gonna have a difficult job because he's done very well as you said he came in after brad friedel where they were they weren't in a great position He, he turned it around he has the experience now of course whatever has happened off the pitch you know is is I'm sure it'll all come out eventually. But for the right now, New England Revolution, um, if I was a fan, I would be worried that they're going to drop down the league because, um, you know, they are, what, they eight points above uh, the playoff line at the moment. So they have got the buffer. You would expect them to make the playoffs. But where they go after that, if they go much further, um, you know, remains to be seen. But they want a bit of stability, um, which you could argue after Petrovic left for Chelsea they were trying to get anyway, and now they even need some more uh, stability to to deal with this.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think to go a whole season unbeaten at home and it end in a bit of a disaster is a massive shame. Um, Bruce Arena was really building something. Um, you know, I, I've watched a lot of them, a lot of their games this season, and I've re- I've been really impressed with. Not just their attacking. Um, they've obviously got huge threats going forward, but I've you know they've been solid. They don't don't concede huge amounts of of goals, and so to be two 0 down against Colorado Rapids, uh, and just get a, a consolation at the end is, um, was a real you know a real surprise. It'll be a real kick in the teeth, and they've got to make sure that that is the wake up call they need. At, you know, and they don't go into
1: freefall. Right, well, let's move on to the next topic uh, from MLS. And I've been waiting to talk about this for the last week. I love this story, even though it has ended a bit sourly. But, you know, at the start, it was a very good story. Uh, Matko uh, Miljevic for, um, for Montreal, he has been, um, well, it's been found that he's been playing for a local side, a local uh, sort of park soccer team. While he's not been playing for Montreal, he's found himself out of the team, and uh, he wanted to uh, have some minutes under his belt, so he decided to play for them. Um, he played with a fake name. Now, this story is great until more stuff has come out about it. Apparently, he was um, uh, he was he he hit someone at one point, and now has been fired from MLS and Montreal. So he's ended sourly, but I mean, at the start of his story, it was brilliant, wasn't it? Cause he actually did well. I think he scored six goals in his time playing, uh, in the Quebec, uh, Park League. <laughs> I
0: can't believe this story. I really, it really reminds me of, I don't know if you had the same, same thing. Um, we used to, uh, like I played for my school football team. And if you played for your school and you got into like an academy, you uh so like players were getting into the norwich city academy and then you weren't allowed to play in the school team and you weren't allowed to play for a sunday league team but it would happen all the time like you'd see someone you'd come up against someone on a sunday afternoon and go i'm sorry there's absolutely no way that you you're not in some kind of academy uh and you go what's your name what's your date of birth and they're like i i have no idea um so yeah i i love this story um a solid 123 minutes in MLS this season. That's it. Um, eight appearances, one assist, but still smashing it in the park leagues.
1: I love it. Yeah, well, at least he knows now uh, because his future, immediate future, isn't in MLS. At least he knows there is a, a place in the Quebec Amateur League for him. He can go and uh, tear it up there. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. I mean, to be fair to him, you know, I think he's had six or seven substitute appearances all season. Um, you know, you can understand why he's frustrated. You could argue that has he shown enough quality on the whole to warrant a first-team place? Probably not. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the Lasada ball hasn't quite worked out for him. Uh, and now he's in the Quebec Amateur League. I, let me just have a Does it say the team? It doesn't say... It just says a friend's team. It doesn't say uh, in this article I'm reading on the BBC. It doesn't say specifically which team it was for. But... Um, I mean that's uh, you know a hell of a friend, isn't it? Like uh, you know, if one of my friends is in MLS and I need him to uh, to play in my uh, five-a-side team on a Monday night, then uh, yeah, I know. I'd probably say no, but uh, you know, I obviously clearly don't have as as good of friends as he does. Well, I don't have any friends who are professional footballers anyway. Do you want me to message Dane St. Clair and get him in goal for your five-a-side? <laughs> yeah, I need to utilise the players that we've had on the podcast. I could have a five-a-side team with him in goal. Uh, we could have Kamal Miller playing. Taylor Twelman could be up front. We could have John Champion. Mueller on the left. Yeah, John Champion commentating as well. <laughs> uh, we've got a, a hell of a team. So the five-a-side league in, uh, in Salford, you better watch out <laughs> because I've got uh, MLS superstars coming. And there's a, a dog just come past who clearly wants to play as well. That can be our mascot. Uh, right, let's quickly move on to uh, the one of the final topics we're going to talk about on MLS UK Show Stoppage Time this week. And we've saved Leo Messi till last. It can't be an episode of MLS UK Show His Time without us talking about into Miami or Messi because he is making the news. And this week he's been making the news for his pizza topping choice. Have you seen this? This looks like to me the worst pizza I have ever seen in my life. So
0: Henry messaged me the topics that he wanted to talk about on the, on the podcast. And I saw Messi and I thought, oh, yeah, obviously Miami. He didn't travel. Um, they went there. They play on turf. They lost. I was like, yeah, I'm ready to talk about this. And then it just said pizza topping. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to spoil this story for myself. I haven't seen it. Please enlighten me.
1: Well, well, if you're watching on YouTube, a picture of Leo Messi's pizza will be coming on the stream right now. If you're not watching on YouTube and you're listening on your podcast provider, basically it is a pizza. I mean, to be fair, the dough doesn't look that great anyway. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned in the US, maybe not Miami, they may be not known for the pizza to, you know, pizzas, but... Uh, America is the best for pizza. I remember talking to Alexis from the Cooligans the when he was over here in Manchester, and he was saying that pizza in the US compared to the UK, there is no competition. Well, I'm sorry, Alexis, based on this one, I fancy our chances with some of our pizzas. Uh, so, Leon Messi, um, there weren't much cheese on it, I'll be honest, but other than that, there was tomatoes, olives, And onions, Um, you know my feeling on onions, so that's got a definite no for me. Uh, But what do you make of that that pizza? Would you be ordering that? No. um, Do you know what
0: pizza I'm I'm ordering at the minute? And I I actually had one while I was watching Atlanta, Miami the other night, is the Domino's cheeseburger pizza. It sounds bad. Everyone I've made try it so far has gone, do you know what? I can see that is actually
1: class. It tastes so good. The sauce is amazing. Well, what's on? So I presume cheese and uh, beef is on it. Yeah. And
0: then you get um, gherkins and uh, like burger sauce.
1: It's lush. So good. And I have a thin and crispy as well. It's lush. Okay. Well, I might try that, Elliot. I might do. Uh, probably not. But um, cause Domino's, <laughs> Domino's is quite expensive as it is. So if, I, I feel with Domino's, I've got my favorites and I'm not going to venture away from that. Maybe if they do like, they do two for Tuesday, don't they? So maybe in that, I'll get one of them. That would be my free choice uh, and I'll test it. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not. Don't say it's expensive. I'm trying to get them as a sponsor on the show so we can get free <laughs> pizza. So don't slag them off we're promoting some rogue pizza they've just come up with. I think that we've done enough for them. Um, but I, to be honest, I'd rather have that, your choice, that cheeseburger pizza than uh, Leo Messi's tomatoes, onions and uh, olives pizza with no cheese on it. I think the tomatoes was in place of a tomato sauce as well. I mean, to be fair, he's a professional sportsman, so I can understand and that he's a lot healthier than the cheeseburger pizza from the Domino's. But, um, yeah, sorry, Leo, best player in the world. Best player there's ever been, but uh, pizza topping choice. Zero, unfortunately. Um, well, to, well, let's talk about, uh, Messi not going to Atlanta. Of course it meant Atlanta won five, two against into Miami. Um, Messi's absence. Cause that hinder into Miami getting in the playoffs. Yes. I mean, we all saw the game. Yes. Um,
0: I don't. I don't think I'm an extremely uh, analytical podcast host by saying yes, they're worse without Messi. Um, but uh, I think, it, I think it was plain for all to see. To be honest, um, you know. But yes, Busquets is is huge for them, uh, quite literally. But I think, in terms, you know, Atlanta are very good at home. They score a lot of goals. Um, I had uh, I had a bet on there being two goals in the game. I think I was safe, um, but I, I think when you look at Miami, they've got a they really have got a steep incline if they want to make these playoffs. They can only afford to drop a few more points realistically if they're going to do it. Uh, and they need him. And if he's not going to be playing on turf, they'd have known that. By the way, like that would have been part of the agreement. If if you're going to go to uh, away stadiums and you're not going to play on turf when you're going to be without Messi then they for me they are up against it they've got some great players um all right the keeper didn't cover himself in glory but normally you know decent kamal miller's a fantastic signing um and of course the the obvious headline um players and then robert taylor who's just turned into messi himself um you know they've got a fantastic team but unfortunately without messi they are going to struggle because they've given themselves too much to do.
1: Yeah, I, I do. I, I mean, Busquets, Jordi Albert, fantastic players, but I haven't seen anyone come in and make a, a difference like Messi has before uh, to a team. And when you take that out, despite the fact you've got those world-class players who have got tons of experience, tons of trophies, uh, yeah, take Messi out and it does make them a lesser team. Um, I, for me... I mean, Miami find themselves at the moment seven points off the sort of playoff playoffs that they're going to have this year. Um, and also with just seven games to go, it's going to be tough to turn that around. But they have got the US Open Cup coming up um, next week as we speak. So, uh, you know, if he can be back for that, I'm sure at uh, least Miami can end the season with the Leagues Cup and the US Open Cup, I'm sure they'll, uh, they'll be pleased with that, even if it means not getting into the playoffs and they'll push on to next year. But... Um, I do feel sorry for the Atlanta fans, the full stadium, and he didn't get to see Leo Messi, but we did get to see the return of Jose Martinez, which was nice as well. And he didn't score against us, so uh, that's a bonus.
0: I was waiting for the standard Martinez celebration, just standing there looking up at the crowd. Like it would have been, it would have been too much. Atlanta literally made him. Um it was it, it would have been too much um but you know Atlanta I was I was pleased for them to be fair um the landscapes changed for me with Atlanta I was really willing them on to, to beat Miami um uh, fantastic game to watch really entertaining and the early kickoffs come on MLS that was so good we had two games with the New York Derby all right it was horrific let's not even go there in so many ways it was awful um but two early kickoffs. And then an, a late LA Derby as well. That's that's what we want. That's exactly what we need next season.
1: Yeah, and if we can uh, have more matches that uh, have the quality of the LA Derby and the goals and excitement rather than the Hudson River Derby, uh, we'll take that as well. Um, speaking of El Trafico, Billy Sharp scored. I don't. We've not really touched on Billy Sharp too much on, on the MLS UK show, but he's come in. He's scored three in five games. He's now got a chant in the tune of uh, Baby Shark. It's, it's going well for him, isn't it? Billy Sharp. Doo, 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 doo. Um, yeah, do you know what? Fantastic sign-in. Didn't cost a
0: load of money. Isn't costing a huge amount of wages. Player was available. That's a really smart sign-in. It's, it's really underrated, actually. I think, um, you know, they don't have huge amount of ceiling room with with budget. And I think getting someone like Billy Sharp in was really, really
1: clever. Um, one of the best moves of the season for me. Yep, and there's somebody who has been to Sheffield. I've never been to LA, but I've been to Sheffield, spent a bit of time there. Um, it was a smart move from him as well to change from uh, uh, there. There's a lot of delights in Sheffield, but there's more in LA and it's uh, better weather as well. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing how Billy Sharp does, continues to do, um, you know, with Chicharito sort of in and out of the team and his, his injury record as well. Uh, you know, it's nice to see that Billy Sharp has is, is come and he can be their focal point up front and get him goals, which he has been doing. And uh, it was nice to see him go up, uh, even though he lost in the end, scoring against LAFC and, uh, and going up to the crowd. That was uh, the typical Billy Sharp. We've seen him do that to plenty of stadiums uh, in the championship over the years.
0: Yeah, um, I don't want to throw too much shade at Sheffield, but on my life... I have actually spent more time in LA than I have in Sheffield. And I think that speaks volumes.
1: (laughs) It's only an hour away. I know. Yeah, it's an hour away from me here in Manchester. Uh, My wife is from Yorkshire, not too far from Sheffield. So I am trying to be polite. uh, But yeah, I'd rather live in LA than Sheffield. Um, Right. And a not note, and before any of our Sheffield listeners and viewers turn off Uh, Again, um, that's it for this week's episode of the MLS UK Show Stoppage Time. Uh, Don't forget, if you've enjoyed the episode and you're listening on your podcast provider, please leave us a rating. Uh, But Elliot, there's one rule and one rule only. It's Billy Sharp, LA Galaxy style, five stars only. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, please uh, like the video, click the notification bell as well and subscribe. And whenever we drop a video, uh, whether it be a short or whether it be a full episode, uh, then uh, you will find out, you'll get a notification. Now, at this point, I need to say as well that you may have noticed, and a friend of mine, John, who I saw at the weekend, uh, he's been living in Vietnam, and he actually um, told me a lot about MLS UK show, so he's clearly been watching, so hi, John. Uh, but he pointed out, he said, you've done a lot of your, your shorter episodes on Zoom, more than the longer episodes uh, recently, which is true, so well observed, and I'm sure he's not the only one. Uh, but it's uh, it's probably best to say at this point that with uh, my with Elliot's wife Bryony, just given birth and with my wife Poppy about to give birth, it looks like it could well be uh, these Zoom shorter episodes for the rest of the season. Uh, we may get our season review though in a, in your studio, but we'll have to wait and see, won't we?
0: Come and watch. Uh, c- come and we'll we'll get a crash going, both of the kids together, and we'll watch the uh, we'll watch the MLS Cup final together uh and we'll do it we'll do an episode then but yeah i think until next season it just it just kind of makes sense because you'll find henry's been like really keen and i'm like mate you'll understand in like 10 weeks time you'll you'll get it like you just you just can't there's just a baby stuck to you 24 7 um but yeah next season we promise
1: yes definitely and then uh, as we progressed then eventually in 18 years uh the kids will have their own Uh, MLS UK show or we can finally retire and they can take over which is the dream. Who even knows who will be playing in MLS then? (laughs) Exactly. Um, A massive thank you before we go to our sponsor Soccer90.com. Remember if you go to Soccer90.com, find any I don't know, MLS shirts, international shirts, European shirts, there's tons of stuff on there and at the checkout if you type in MLS UK in the discount code you get 20% off too. Uh, right, that's it from us. Enjoy midweek MLS. Thanks very much for watching. Thanks very much for listening. I've been Henry Hewitt. And I've been Elliot Holman. See ya. Sports Social
0: Podcast Network.